Hi everyone, this is Joshni here. Thanks so much and welcome to my podcast. And just want to say good evening, kia ora, namaskar. Thank you so much for listening. So yesterday's um, podcast was a bit, it was quite difficult and um, I, I'm sure you understand that. And it was talking about the grief, the release of the grief that had been stored up in me for many, many years. A bit like um, struggling, you know, down the birth canal, but there really was light at the end of the tunnel. And um, that light for me was just being to be able to feel so much love and um, so much love and so much gratitude at, at having had that experience and deep, deep love for my brother. It was, uh, was really amazing feeling. And what, what brought that up was, as I was saying, was this combination of very intense meditation and ketan at the time. So today I want to talk about something a bit different, and that is another kirtan that I wrote during that time when I was in India um, doing my research on the music culture of Ra. So this particular kirtan I want to talk about is also in the kirtan guitar booklet and Sound of Silence album. So it's called, this particular kirtan is called um, Tantra Pit One, and it was written in Nandanagar, also called the City of Bliss. In Ra. So Ra is the name of an ancient kingdom, northwest uh, India. And Ra actually means red soil. And it truly does have such an incredibly intense color. The soil is so intensely red, it's extremely beautiful. And um, it's such an ancient land, you know, when you're walking along, you can just feel the quartz crystal beneath your feet crumbling and gnarled trees and rocks that look like almost like dinosaurs that they've been there before dinosaurs or something. Anyway, geologists say that it's very ancient because this region was um, saved from saved during the last ice age from being covered because of the, the size of the mountains, which apparently were higher than the Himalayan peaks in those days. So a very special place. So when I went there, I wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to, to replenish myself, you know, it had been a very arduous um, eight months of research. Um, you know, it's not easy for Westerners mostly to live in India, especially in those days. Um, you know, there was, as you know, it, it, some people know it's um, extremely hot, but not just that. It's just difficult to get the food that we're used to and the, get used to the climate and things like that. So at the end of that period, I felt very depleted and I really, really needed to um, replenish myself and have some special time. Um, so away from work and, you know, some time to just to be. So what one of the most difficult things about getting to this place was that getting to this land, the Sanandanagar place, um, and Ra was that not very long before I was there, in 1996 I think it was, there'd been an incident where some Westerners were thought to have been involved in uh, the arms drop. So and there was police that were there and investigating at the time. So it wasn't safe for Westerners to go um, to go by public transport, for example, in that area. So we managed, Dave Key and I managed to convince a taxi driver to take us the back roads to Anandanagar which was a very long and windy road, but extremely beautiful. Anyway, as we drew close to the place, I had this really powerful feeling of, of coming home, 
of coming home, which is strange. How could I have this feeling of coming home to a land I'd, to a place I'd never, I hadn't, well, I hadn't been for a very, very long time. And, but I had this feeling, this strong feeling of belonging when I was coming, when I was even just quite a long way before getting there. And then so um, during that time I sat one day on a, an ancient tantra pit. So a tantra pit is a place where, and there's many of them in this, in, in Sananda Nagar area, it's a, it's a place where people have, a person has um, gained realization. So you might say the energy there is, is very powerful, very spiritually powerful. So as I was sitting on this tantra pit, Meditating, I saw with my mind's mind's eye. I saw um, this group of travellers walking along the land, and like a family group they were, and they were singing this particular melody. And I could hear this melody as clear as day, although they weren't really there physically. I could hear it plain as anything. So after my meditation. I st- uh, when I stopped my meditation, I recorded that tune on my little recorder. And I had to wait till I got back to New Zealand to, um, to record it in the studio with Michael Lloyd, a friend and producer. So not long after that, I was traveling again with Davidi to Andalusia. We were going to a festival there. And as we were traveling along, I had this similar sensation of, um, of coming to Ra. And the soil was red, and as we were traveling to Andalusia, a very beautiful place, also the soil is very red. And it reminded me so much of this sort of gypsy trail from India to the south of Spain. You know, perhaps this this group of traveling travelers um, I saw in Ra were were. We're going to be, you know, generations later, perhaps we're going to be ending up in the south of Spain. So another incident happened where Davidke said to me not long after that, that she, um, that she had heard this tune, a very, very similar to this tune. Um, um, it, it was, she said it was like a Christmas carol. It was like a Spanish sacred carol. So, yeah, I thought that perhaps long ago. This gypsy family had travelled from India, you know, and ended up in Andalusia singing that particular melody. And so it's gone through so many permutations and, and heard and um, and then ended up this melody now and that exists still in Spain. So it's a very special experience for me. And there's a lot more to tell about that story as well, which I will at some time in the future. So thank you so much for listening. and. Um, Talk again tomorrow. Bye-bye.